Our preaching text comes from Matthew 28. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you shall see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said greetings, and they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please pray with me. God of life, break into our tombs that we have constructed for ourselves, break into the death which surrounds us, and bring us out into your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, when the women left that Sunday morning, and they set out to go and see the tomb where Jesus had been laid a few days earlier, it was really just another ordinary morning. Sure, it was a tragic morning. I mean, the man that they had believed in, the man whose ministry they had supported, whose teaching they had been following, had been killed. He had been perceived as a threat by the leaders in Jerusalem, a threat to the Roman occupation, and he had been put to death on a cross. It was a tragedy, to be sure, but an ordinary tragedy. It was not unusual for those who were a threat to the powers that be to come to an end such as this. There were many crucifixions before Jesus, and there would be many crucifixions afterward. As the women came and went to see the tomb, everything was ordinary. Jesus had died, and the dead stay dead. In fact, some powerful people in Jerusalem had gone out of their way to make sure this stayed ordinary. Because some of the leaders in Jerusalem uh, knew that Jesus had said something along the lines of, On the third day, the Son of Man will be raised from the dead. 
Jesus' disciples seemed to have forgotten this, but his enemies remembered this, and so they were worried. They didn't want something uh, to happen that wasn't supposed to happen. So they went to Pilate, the Roman governor of Jerusalem, and they asked him to give them a, a detachment of guards. And so Pilate did. He gave them a detachment of guards at their disposal, and they uh, had the guards go to the tomb. They sealed the stone against the entrance of the tomb, and they stood watch there to make sure uh, Jesus' disciples didn't come by night and steal his body or, or do something uh, which would cause even more trouble. The powers that be were heavily invested in things staying ordinary. Of course, you can sympathize with them, right? I mean, we have a vested interest in stability. We have a vested interest in things remaining ordinary and things going according to the rules. We spend a lot of energy carving out spaces for ourselves that are predictable, that are safe, where we can control what is going on, that uh, obey the rules that are ordinary. We build up our defenses. We, we build up our walls in order to keep those uh, unpredictable dangers away from us. We fill our homes with pleasant distractions. We do everything we can to keep our children happy. We store up treasures for ourselves so that we don't have to rely on anyone or anything else. We're very good at carving these safe spaces for us. We're very good at trying to keep things ordinary. But what we don't notice as we carve out these spaces is that we've actually made an alliance, an alliance that maybe we, don't, uh, we didn't intend to make. We've made an alliance with death. We've taken for granted that death is the last word, that death is the final power over us. And so long as everything plays by the rules, we have settled for lives that are limited by death. That is, we have settled for lives that are short, that end here and now, just so long as we can be happy, just so long as we can be comfortable, just so long as we can feel like we have some control over what's going on in our lives. And I think we fail to notice that these spaces we carve out for ourselves in a world of chaos begin to look a lot like tombs with their stone walls and their stone doors designed to keep our bodies safe from what's outside. Let me read to you, though, what God does with tombs. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone, and he sat on it. I like to imagine he's laughing as he does this. He sits on the stone. His appearance was like lightning, his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has been raised, as he said. When Jesus died on that cross on Good Friday, he didn't just go quietly. He loosed something. He loosed his spirit. And that spirit breaks down every barrier which would keep your sin 
away from the God who forgives. That spirit tore the curtain of the temple in two, the curtain which separates the holy from the unholy. That spirit caused the earth to shake and caused stones to shatter like the stone which laid over Jesus' tombs, sealed and reinforced as it was by the guard. That spirit even pierced the veil over the Roman centurion and the soldier's eyes so that they realized that truly this man was God's son. And on Easter Sunday, it is revealed that that spirit pierced even the veil of death itself. For Jesus Christ could not be contained in the grave despite the best efforts of the powers that be of his time. Despite all of their attempts to keep things ordinary and following the rules of the world, Jesus got loose. The angel came down and rolled the stone away, and Jesus was already out. And when the women go to tell the disciples what is happening, Jesus, instead of going to Galilee like he said he's going to, decides to show up. Greetings, he says, and they fall down and they worship him. Even there, there's a playfulness to that, almost a a hide-and-seek. Go to Galilee, and then he jumps out surprised on the way. Easter started out ordinary. It seemed like the rules of the world, the rules of death, the dominion of sin, the expectation that life is short and then you die and that's all there is. All of this was broken with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A resurrection which didn't just happen some 2,000 years ago and make a great story for us to tell today, but a resurrection which is ongoing here and now, even today, as Jesus Christ breaks through the stones that you have sealed in front of your own tombs. The walls that you have put up to hide yourself and your sin from a God who forgives. So sisters and brothers, we are gathered here today to hear this message and to proclaim this message that Jesus Christ is risen and because he is risen, death no longer has the last word. Jesus is risen and because he is risen, our sin cannot separate us from God. Jesus is risen and because he is risen, we too shall be raised with him to live forever, serving him in eternal righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns eternally. This is most certainly true. Amen.